When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. How many years in a row can you give a kid an Xbox or a PlayStation or an Apple Watch or whatever the gadget is? How many times can you do that? And it just and then what happens to that PlayStation or that gizmo or gadget that you gave? It's old. It's old. It's old. What do you give? What is the gift? that this holiday season you should be rushing out to buy and you don't have to go to any special sales. What is the gift that keeps on giving? I'm Don McDonald. Tom Cock is there in the aircraft hangar. You have wisely chosen to listen to Talking Real Money, the podcast, and you are, that makes you a brilliant person, a uh, a highly attractive, way above average, uh, superior human being. And so, therefore, we want to help you figure out how you can make your family and friends better human beings, well, particularly family, we're going to stick with family, by giving them a gift that really makes a difference this year. I'm with you. Yeah, I think that's good. (laughs) What does... Didn't... Uh, did, didn't I, did, did, wasn't that a, didn't I like just bunt that your way? It was just, it, it was, it was a real I, soft I pitch. It was, it was more of a Russell Wilson throw across the middle. It was, it was a soft little <laughs> right, pitch. It really, just came right sorry. over the plate. Okay. And all right. It was okay. there for you to hit <laughs> out well. to the crowd. I haven't felt well He's since I was in still jet lagged. Yeah. He is still yeah, jet lagged. Plus, it, plus he, 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 he was so excited about the U.S game with Iran. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you let's want, do, do that want, again. Let's do, we, that again. let's just do no, the I'm, again. No, I'm putting, heck oh, no, on. I'm putting right. this on okay. the air. Fine. You're talking about giving this holiday season, right? I am not fine. editing this. Okay. I am not fine. editing. That's fine. I'll take one for the team here. Uh, fine. All this, right. this, I, wait, wait, wait. This idea was yours. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. I try this every year in this first year you've ever let me do it. So I guess I better get on it. Uh, this idea is, but it's actually comes from something you said like 15 years ago. Yeah. What you just said is we have a tendency to give people things that they won't necessarily in a year even remember getting and play a little role in their lives. So what can you do? That's a better, more lasting gift, better giving to, and in this case, your kids and grandkids, right? I kind of broke it down. Grandkids, nieces, nephews, you know, I broke it down into three areas, money, Education or retirement. Yeah. So with when it comes to money, but let me tell things. you, wait, yeah. what is the common denominator of those three things? Uh they're financial. Money. Money. Okay. Money is <laughs> the know. common okay. denominator. All right, pardon me, I rewrite it. Cash, education, mm-hmm. or retirement, okay. which is still going to be cash. Anyway, I mean, so when it comes to the cash portion, now most people know about the uh, 529s, which are a way to save 
for a young person's college education. The money grows tax free. Or you take it other out. Other post secondary education. Thank you. That's right. You could use it for trades. Actually, you can use it in uh, in high school now too. Technically. Oh well, yeah. that's right. So you could take it out, and as long as it goes to educational expenses, no taxes on that. So you put the money in, it grows. Hopefully, in the market, you take it out. So that's something we've talked about for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we do. We talk about that a lot because uh, it, it's so critical that. You know, a lot of kids go off with huge debt as yeah, we keep talking about in the news. Yeah. And it's better if you can help them get there without that debt. And which is the plans? So I, I think I have some money at West Virginia and at Utah, mm-hmm. both of which are uh, use low cost index or index style funds. They have no commissions. The costs are very low. And I use a age based program. I don't do any work other than putting the money in. You're basically putting it in a target date fund. Exactly. Age-based so, solution. And I've got it there for uh, my daughter and my grandson. So I love that approach. But here's the thing about that. You only really want to do that if you are that person's likely to use the money or has a relative that would use it, right? Because mm-hmm. you could move it from one to the other. Or if education is something that's important to you, because people ask me all the time, well, I don't really, you know, they, they want to go to school or go to trade. They can do that on their own, but I want to give them something. So they have something after they turn 21 or whatever, then you could use a uniform gift to minors. Right. But let's talk about the downside of uniform yeah, gift to minors to, yeah. accounts. It's either uniform gift to minors or uniform, uniform transfer trade. to minors. Yeah, UTMA, UGMA. Yeah, correct. And this is the thing that parents hate. And that is when your child reaches the age of majority in your state, it's their the money. money belongs yeah. to them. And they now, go buy you could, car you could do what my kid. wife did. And that was neglect to tell my daughter about it until she was 28. Oh, and oh, oh, I forgot. You have a UGMA account. Oh, there's some money there. <laughs> uh, and here's one of the mistakes I think. And by the way, because this came up today in the office, somebody's like, which would make sense? And in this case, I said, well, how about both? I mean, there's not one or the other because this person, young person may or may not go to school. There's no other relative to hand the money off to. And I said, then do both. You're right. You give up control in some ways. Here, But here's one of the big mistakes I see. I just went online and read about holiday giving. Almost every time people write about that or write about giving money to young people, what do they say? They say, give them stock in XYZ no. company. It always is that because then they can see how great owning Amazon is or Apple or what. And no, that's a bad idea because for all the same reasons we tell you not to own individual stocks because they're risky, right? Right. Because uh, it and just it makes doesn't more encourage, sense. It doesn't encourage investing. It no. encourages gambling. Speculation. Yeah. Speculation. So instead, you could just own, I only mentioned this one because I remember the tickers, VT. There's also uh, Avantis A- Global. A-V-G-E. 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 Either one. Yeah. Okay. So those are those are ways you could give them cash. You could also own uh, buy them a savings bond, right? You could, except my grandfather, my grandfather, I think, bought savings bonds for all of my kids, and we have no idea where they are. Oh, the money's, the government just took it and bought a jet fighter with them. We have no idea where they are. No clue. That's sad. That's sad. I guess we can probably figure it out with their socials or something, but I I don't know. Go go ahead. You can go what? to Treasury Direct if you want to do that online. Bingo, yeah. bingo. Right. Okay. What else you got? What well, else you got? The other one was education. A couple no, of ways. No, you did you education. 
Well, no, I no, I'm, I got a couple ways. Number one, you could give them, and I know this is <laughs> not always a pot. It's like the sweater you get from grandma. You could give them a book. You could give them oh, Don oh, McDonald's you mean an book. Actual education. Actual education. You could give. I them, thought you were talking about the five twenty nine. No, you could give Don McDonald's book. You could give Paul Merriman's book, which I think is relatively simple. Those are those are ways to help. But here's another way, and I've seen this done, and I love it. If you got a kid, and I say kid with air quotes, who's like 28 or 30. That's my and, youngest kid. Yeah, and they're just starting to make some money. They, they, they got all these kind of, should I buy a house? Should I do that? You could give them a financial plan. You could hire, there's people that will do financial plans for young people. And yeah. you write the check and you get, we've, I've, I've had this done for relatives of our clients. By the way, we do this free for our cli- our children of clients, but relatives who said, hey, I got a nephew, needs help, blah, 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 wants to write a full plan. We've done that for young people. I think it's a great idea. You're poo-pooing it, but I love I'm it. I'm only poo-pooing it because I, I would almost, I because I know how young people are at 28. I got one. Yeah. You know, she makes money, but she doesn't make money. She, yeah. It's not at the core She's living on the ragged doing. edge, yeah, right. which means she's not funding a Roth IRA. She's funding her 401k at work, but she's not funding a Roth IRA because there's no extra money. Yeah. Or she anyway, claims there's no extra money but for after people all that the have, stuff she buys. Yeah, I know. But the, for people that have, <laughs> I, we got one of those in the family too. But for people that have um, some financial, you know, things to consider, as you said, maybe they try to decide between a 401k and Roth IRA. Should they buy a house? Should they, you know, pay down debt? All these things. Sometimes the financial plan makes sense. But here's the one you mentioned this a moment ago, so you kind of stole my thunder, that I love the most. I love this so much that I've done this for my 14-year-old daughter now because she's been working for, believe it or not, three years for my wife. Okay. When your parent owns a business. Yes. And, and, that- and so it has to, you have to have income. Earned but you income. can do a, earned income, a custodial Roth IRA for a young person. And you can know, put however much this. in that up to how, however much they made. So if the kid made 500 bucks in 2022, you can fund that custodial Roth IRA for the $500. And then if that kid is 14, they're going to get 50 years of growth. And hopefully they'll remember you in 50 years. And they'll be very happy that you did that for them. I love that as an idea for giving. I think that to go along with that, you ought to, as soon as they're available, record a digital hologram of yourself for uh, when they turn 65. <laughs> Write that in your will that Hi. this has to be played I'm for Tom. them. You yeah. watch and this I now. provided you with this comfortable retirement. <laughs> Please say something nice about <laughs> your, me to others. Your comfortable retirement brought to you by your grandfather. <laughs> I love that one. Um, and, and it's gotten more popular, I think, over the years. So there's a few ideas. I think doing this, these sort of things for young people is extremely powerful. I know some of this, some people think you give them stock so they kind of understand how the markets work. I think it's the other way around. I think you give them the stock market, then they understand the power of markets rather than sort of speculating on individual stocks. So any of those, cash, education, or retirement, I think they're fabulous. You could give them junk or you could give them a future. Exactly. Or as Tom would choose, you could give them a model airplane kit. <laughs> I yeah, mm. they're the gift that lasts forever on Tom's ceiling. They will be here for I a st- long time. The reason I mention them is because we do the we do the podcast from two different places. I'm in Florida, Tom's yeah. in Washington, and so we look at each other over the recording thing. And every time, every I, I get his cameras down low, so I am looking up. <laughs> 
at this what hodge, what are you looking up at Here's it's the sort question. of a hodgepodge what kind of, of aircraft what kind of plane is that above my head there huh i see i really can't tell what is above oh. your head right, because of the enough. angle that big one right there that i'm pointing at huh? uh that i see i can't see the nose of it so i can't really tell right, that's fine it's, um, it is a World War II bomber. It is. That's correct. Look it at is you. narrowed a, it down. It is a. It has 24. a star on it. No, you're nope. close. Seventeen. Yep, B seventeen. Oh wait, yes. Okay, I see two engines. No, four engines. No, it's four engines. Yes. Yeah. Really. So four. Okay, I thought I saw just two engines, which would be the twenty-four, <laughs> right? No, the B twenty-four had four engines too. Which one had two engines? Uh B twenty-five, B twenty-six. You know those, but not oh, the heavy sorry. bombers had the four engines. What's that bomber then over there? The one to the, toward me. There's a bomber with the Bombay that doors. right there? Yeah. That's what's the that B-24. One? That's got four engines. That's one, got four. Two, see, three, I can't see some of the engines there. Two on this angle. the one side, two on the, anyway, good enough. You don't All care right. about this, no, do you? All right. Um, <laughs> they want to know. Do you have any questions? questions? Yes, of course yeah, I have questions. If, if you want to uh, ask questions about money or World War II aircraft, just go to uh, TalkingRealMoney.com and record it there or type it in like this. And this comes from Eric in Williamsport, PA, who writes, Hi, Don and Tom. I've been listening to your podcast for, you few, for a few months now and love your simple approach to investing. That's because it, we're simple tons. Yeah, simple people. What is a modest man with much to be modest about? In regards to the three <laughs> funds at three groups, do you recommend... And this is at our website. Then uh, we have them for Schwab, Fidelity, and Vanguard, I believe, where we show you which funds to own. Do you recommend one third of the total portfolio portfolio value in each fund, or is there another breakdown you recommend? I don't remember hearing you mention this in a podcast, but I may have missed it. Also, do you recommend moving money between the funds annually to keep the basic percentages the same? Part two, absolutely. Well, yes. that depends a little bit in terms of whether or not it's it's qualified yeah, and, like and, an IRA or a Roth. Then right, no brainer, right, but the other it, one maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There may be tax ramifications, but generally Indeed. speaking, we believe in rebalancing. Yeah, you do have to take taxes into account, but I rebalance in my taxable account because I want to keep the balance. Um, because I invest that I invested in that for a reason. Now the three funds that we share with you, two are you are uh, you uh, Two are stock. stock funds, yep. mm-hmm. and one is a bond fund. That's right. Now, we don't recommend that you go 33, 33, 33, unless your risk profile makes that appropriate. The Which, right way to do it. 33, 33, 33 is a fairly aggressive portfolio because you're almost talking about 70% in stocks. 70, 30. 30. Yeah, yeah, it's about okay. a 70, 30. Yeah, so it depends how old you are, how long you still need the money, and how much bounciness you can accept. You have a 70, 30, and you're old. No, I have 80, 20. Okay, I have 70, 30, and I'm old. <laughs> you're older than me. You I'm should. I'm older than you. <laughs> uh, but what you want to do is go take the risk quiz first. We also have that at TalkingRealMoney.com. Take that. That will actually tell you when it's done and you get the, the, the PDF version, it'll tell you what your allocation should be. How much U.S., how much international, I mean, sorry, how much stock, how much bond, yeah, not U.S. international. Exactly. Yeah. Because we believe you should probably split the U.S. international right around 50-50 yeah. or maybe 60 U.S., 40 international, but no less than 40 international. So you use those percentages to imply that to how much you have in stocks versus mm-hmm. how much you have in bonds. You build the portfolio. You could do it simply, though, a third, a third, a third. That's just an aggressive portfolio. Nothing wrong yeah, with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's just not the answer. There, 
problem with uh, with answering these kinds of questions is there is no absolute answer no. for everybody. And it's the answer most of the time for us is it depends. Yeah, might be, might be. All yeah. right, we got another one where it depends too. You're going to love this. This comes from Janie in St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, Tom and Don, I love the podcast. Found you this year and I'm catching up. I don't know. That we means you're going back and listening 1056 to the right now. Well, you got a lot of catching up to do. My question I have a friend. Sure. Sure. That inherited a million dollars in after tax money, not Roth, that's sitting in cash. She's 65, wants to invest in a 60 40 portfolio. We wonder if she should invest the 40% fixed income portion into one year treasury bills until the bond funds rally. So wait until things go up and then buy them. Is that what I'm getting here? I just want to make sure. That's exactly what the question is. What would you guys do? By the way, she will invest 60% 60 stock portfolio into a globally diversified portfolio. That's uh, wonderful. The only question is about the fixed income portfolio. Thanks so much. So yeah, I always wait until things go up to buy them. I mean, for example, if I hate notice, buying them when they're on sale. Yeah, I mean, if you notice, like around the Christmas time, at the day uh-huh. after Christmas, there's often sales. I never buy those because why would no. you want to underpay for something? That doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. I'd rather wait until peak I don't pricing. Blame you. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to wait on bonds until you know next couple of years they go back up. No, okay, we're being silly. Sarcasm here, but, alert! Yeah, Sarcasm I, alert! I'm sorry, but really, really, okay, okay. But this gets back to a point that we hear all Shoot. the time. I yeah. want to wait until X. I want to wait. It was the election. Remember, we had the guy call us. Right. I'm going to wait till after the election. Well, what's happened since the not much? The, the, the it's I'm going to wait until things are better. Yeah, that's what it is. It's always normal. I'm going to wait normal. until things are normal or yeah. better. Yeah. And the 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 question you need to answer is, how do you know <laughs> when they are? There is no. It's. Here's here's what happened in 2008. This was a very, very common occurrence. Back in 2008, Tom and I were doing this. We were talking on the radio, on podcast. Yep. We've been doing it. And in 2000, the end of 2008, early in 2009, people just gave up. That's when the capitulation occurred. That's right. Yep. Everybody said, okay, this market's never coming back. It's down 50%. I'm getting out. February 2009, the market went up some. <gasps> Now we talk to people. Well, okay, so it's gone up some. What is that? Well, it's it just a. It went up in two thousand eight a couple of times too. Yeah. So it's just another one of those uh, dead cat bounces. Yeah, fake as they rally. like to say. So you get it. your yeah. money in, it's and a then fake boom. Rally. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then in March it continued to go up. Oh, then it went down a little. And then in yeah. April it went up, and then it kind of went down a little. But then generally it, it kind of went up. Went down a little. Yeah, generally, yeah, it's yeah. going up, and oh. it pretty much did that yeah. with occasional downs. Yeah, just uh, just to trick you into thinking you you. Whew, Okay, it's going to go down again, so I can get back in. Uh, we talked to yeah. so many people who it's, never it's got in. They didn't get in yep. until 2019, just in time for March of 2020. When yeah. wow, I mean, remember how much? Okay, so let's go back. Let's just talk generally about this. Your asset allocation, in your case of your friend, the million dollars, 65 years old, 60 percent in stocks, 40 percent in bonds. That's about her, not about the market. Right. The market is going to be the market. It, stocks may get crushed. I don't know any of that. You don't know any of that, but you're going to build that portfolio. 
for how much you're trying to make on it, how much bounciness you're willing to accept, and how soon you need the money. That's it. It has nothing to do with waiting for the Santa Claus rally or waiting for 2023 because it's going to be a better year for bonds. No one knows that. So get over it. Invest properly every single day and have proper asset allocation because we do know one thing, that being properly invested over the long haul has been a much better approach than sitting and waiting or market timing. We know yeah, that. And and let me just throw some, a little little curve at you. The, uh, the, the price of bond funds has been pretty steadily falling since the beginning of 2021, really. There was, a, there was a little dip. Let's just say the middle of 2021 is when the big decline started. And then it really accelerated in early 2022. But starting at the end of 2022, just a few weeks ago. Guess what? Bond funds rallied, and they rallied pretty substantially. Yeah, no, they've had a good run. Again, we don't know if this will last. We don't. I do know one is, thing about bond funds. Right? Is now. this February of two thousand nine mm, for bonds, or is be. it a dead cat bounce? <laughs> we don't know that. But one thing I can tell you about bond funds: the yields are far better than they were a year ago. Oh my gosh! BND, the Vanguard uh, Total Bond yeah. Market e- ETF. The current SEC yield is 4.28. So you're going to make something. The value could still go. And I might expect it because the Federal Reserve has already said going to raise rates again. That probably. Uh, 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 But they've already said it. Yeah. The market already knows that in. Yeah. So you're right. We don't know what the price. But again, I do say that there's no reason to time your way into anything because that over the long haul has been a strategy that has cost you money. Part two, bonds are now paying closer to more of a historical average, if you will, in terms of yield. Yeah, it's getting closer to normal. So I would uh, put the money into something like a uh, inter- short to intermediate term bond. Well, you could fund. use BND. You just BND is a fun. perfect sure. example. Yeah, why not? Yep. It mm-hmm. really is. It's a it's a broadly diversified fund from Vanguard. Its expense ratio is get this. How much? Point zero three percent. It's just ridiculous. Barely paying anything. Can't beat that. So thanks for your questions. Yeah, good one. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Thanks for being there all the time. We really appreciate you. If uh, you need help, you need bigger help than we can provide here on the podcast or the show, go to TalkingRealMoney.com and you know meet with one of our advisors. Here are a couple of things that are unique about our advisors at Appella. One, we will not charge you for this meeting, but a lot of people will do that. Two, we're not going to sell you anything. Wait, there's three. Oh, we're actually going to give you actionable advice and information that even if you never hire an advisor, you will be better off in some way. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. We'll give you real advice um, and and you're going to get that and walk out the door, whether you hire us or not. I think that's Correct. how I put it. So well that's done. a good way to yeah. put it. All right. So yeah, just go to talkingrealmoney.com, click on meet an advisor or call 800-386-3004. And is that and it? Cause I'm going to go back to my Kelly Clarkson. CD you're going to sing Christmas carols. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. All I'm right. Start those going. Yeah. Is that your cure for jet lag? It's my cure for everything, <laughs> which I need badly. All right. Well, Tom's out of here. That means I guess I'm out of here. You're done. I'm done. That's Tom. We talk. 
Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.